Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,462. But today, it really should be show 5,000 because today we're going on a 10-day, 5,000-mile journey into some very cold situations in a very cool car with a married couple. This will be interesting and inspiring. Buckle up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I hope you brought your parka today. Because we're down in Oregon, but that's not why you're going to need a parka for this adventure. I'm with two very special guests, Mercedes and Andy Lilienthal. Hey, you two. Are you buckled up and ready to have a fun ride? Oh, yeah, let's we do are. it. We are. We are. Thanks for having us on the show. You know, this is uh, kind of unique. I'm trying to think back if I've ever had a husband and wife together with as many shows as I've done. I'm going to have to do a little research. I've had son son and father. I've had uh, mom and daughter. I've had two daughters of the mom who was on the show the day before. All sorts of different people, but I'm not so sure about a husband and wife. And what makes this pretty special is we're going to be talking about a great adventure, a driving adventure, which begs to uh, ask the question, I'm assuming you've done this before together, is sometimes husband and wife's cars create a little bit of tension maybe whoever's the 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 one looking at the map or i told you to turn left back there um i've got to ask is there any concerns about that going into this or have you done enough of this these kinds of things that eh, no problem um so we have done this a number of times this is actually going to be our third alcan 5000 rally uh, together uh, but it, funny story was when i first wanted to start getting into time speed distance rally or road rally a good friend of mine, Jeff Zershmeed, he said to me, oh, don't do not do it with your spouse. I said, what do you mean? He's like, I know too many people that have gotten involved in time speed distance rally and they're like not doing well together anymore afterwards because it can get pretty heated inside the car in terms of, you know, tempers and, and, and uh, just, you know, in the moment in terms of turn here, turn here or slow down or go faster, whatever. So, sure. but we're, we're pretty good together. We always, uh, we always do a uh, as Mercedes laughs. <laughs> most most times good together, shall we say? Yeah. Well, we, we before we start any rally, we always do this kind of silly little thing where we do a pinky swear, and we just remember like we're not getting mad at each other. We're going to be safe. We're going to have good communication. You Compromise. Know, you know, and yeah, you it, know, it does get be kind. It yes. it can get. You know, heated and, 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 you know, high pressure situations during competition. And we just have to remember, like, don't take it personally. We're just in the moment. So, well, and we're here for fun. And you have to, you know, you have to drive the car home stupid afterwards, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, shiny can, side up, right? Yeah. Shiny side up, wheel side down, and don't hit any, you know, any animals, you know, all that type of stuff, right? And, but the biggest thing, have fun, right? I right. mean, you're out here to have fun. You're, you're there to be competitive, but you're also there to learn. And, you know, you learn through failure as well. And so for us, yeah, I, I just, you know, you're you're out there, you're pushing your limits, and you just learn along the way. Absolutely. I did a TDS with my son in a little, we had a little Beck Spider, which is a replica 550 Spider. Mm -hmm. um, and we did, a, it was a three-day adventure in that car. And I told him at the beginning, I said, look, neither of us have done this before. He was nine years old. 
10, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, we kind of learned, watched some videos before about how to do this. And I said, look, mostly we're going to just have fun. That's the idea. What, who cares where we come in in this group? We'll probably be last, so don't worry about it. So during the, the ride, of course, I'm the one who got frustrated. <laughs> you told me not to. You was, he goes, Dad, you told me this is supposed to be fun. You're not making this fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know, eat a little crow and uh, realize, okay, you're right. We're, we're all about fun. So right. uh, we'll have a good time. Let me introduce you. We're going to talk about this great adventure. Mercedes and Andy Lilienthal are a wife and husband team who are competing in the 2024 Alcan 5000 Rally, driving the new Ineos Grenadier. Sounds almost like a drink a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there could be a really good cocktail made after that. Yeah, I think so. You might you might need one after this adventure. Yeah, uh, challenge accepted. There I you go. Or make one. I'll be waiting for you at the finish line. <laughs> yeah. uh, they will tackle this 10-day, 5,000-mile journey of blisteringly cold temperatures, which we're having here in Geek Harbor today. It's like 11 degrees, freezing. Navigating their way through treacherous conditions, abundantly large wildlife, and fighting off sleep deprivation. That sounds like a married-with-kids couple to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they know the Grenadier is from the manufacturer of a brand-new automaker. It's a 4x4 Workhorse is a powerhouse of new innovation. It's a recently developed vehicle designed to fulfill the marketplace gap after Jaguar Land Rover stopped producing its famous boxy Defender back in 2016 and went after the luxury market. So now we've got something kind of new. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. So I told you this is going to be a fun ride. Put your park on. We might get cold, but we're going to have fun. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? Then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance, with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses or better yet, go to the Cars yeah website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. 
They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, you too. So, what I would love you to do first. Now, Mercedes, you were on the show a few years ago. But I want to ask each of you to give a little bit of background of what you do, what you've done, your relationship with the car world. Because, listeners, you can go back and listen to my talk with Mercedes and learn a lot more about her. So, maybe I'll start this time with Andy, and we'll get to you, Mercedes, in a minute. Andy, what's your background? Yeah, so I actually have a uh, – I started out in the magazine world in the early 2000s actually in the hobby industry. So like RC cars and model cars and slot cars and all that kind of stuff. I did that for about five years and then sort of swapped sides of the desks, which is so common in editorial. And I went into public relations. And so I was a uh, communications manager, a marketing manager for Warren Industries, the uh, company that manufactures winches and hubs and a whole variety of other products. So I worked there for about Oh, 13, 14 years. Also worked uh, for a few years at Bushwhacker Fender Flares. Uh, throughout that time, though, I never stopped writing. So I started writing about full-size cars, not model cars, but I started writing about full-size cars in uh, around 2008 and started my own website, Subcompact Culture, which is all about small cars. But I also wrote for a variety of different magazines. And so I, I wrote for everybody from Peterson's Four Wheel and Off-Road and, and Dub Magazine and a variety of others. And then... Um, so I kept doing that. We started another website called Crankshaft Culture in 2016, which is all about every vehicle is an adventure. We're united by horsepower. We're all inclusive. I love it. Yeah. And then um, about seven months ago, I decided to go back full time into writing. And I write for a whole host of different magazines and, and outlets, everybody from The Truth About Cars and Gear Junkie to OVR Magazine and uh a whole bunch of other ones. So yeah, and then we also do uh, marketing and PR as well, uh, mostly in the automotive space. So do you guys work sometimes as a team on different things, or do you? Yeah, they're not. In, they're not very in much head. so. Yeah. yeah, it's very much, especially on the marketing and PR side. You know, my I did it, the, you know, marketing and PR professionally for over a decade and a half. That's something that we continue to do, and Mercedes definitely uh, is a, a part of that side of the business. So Mercedes, give our listeners a little reminder of your involvement here in your history with the car world, because it's pretty in-depth. Yeah, basically, as Andy said, he left Warren Industries and then went full-time as an independent contractor and partnered with me. Now it's the two of us, so we have our own agency with Crankshaft Consulting. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing that full-time uh, since two, 2018. So I've been doing that for over five years and some odd months now. So along with PR and marketing for automotive clients, I write for a whole host of different automotive publications, mass market outlets like the New York Times, Forbes, Car and Driver, Autoblog, like for instance, right before this uh, podcast today, I just had to get up my latest uh, Autoblog article and stuff like that. And then a lot of them are off-road and overlanding centric. So for instance, Andy and I are both the features editors at OVR magazine. We write for a host of other off-roading and off-pavement centric publications too. Off-road extreme. Yeah, yeah. Expedition Portal. Um, I've done a ton at Tread back in the day. Gosh, a lot for Tread back in the day. Uh, things like that. So we eat, breathe, think, um, live cars. Um, we don't have children. So our cars are our children. <laughs> I come into the automotive world as a gearhead through and through. I've always been a kid that used to have Barbies plus Hot Wheels. 
I would play with all of them, you know, and I have the little airplanes too. So, I mean, I always was a gearhead through and through. And so I always loved cars. And when I went to college, graduated from college, I just had a 20, near 20 year in commercial interior design degree and career with project management that kind of sidestepped me a little bit. But then I, in 2018, kind of morphed into doing words and cars. Wow. Well, very cool. Obviously, now you must have had a GI Joe too. No, I no? Did. <laughs> What happened to Joe? How come he was left behind? <laughs> I think I had a, 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 a male Ken. Barbie or a man Barbie or whatever. But Ken, yeah, I think that's his yeah, name. Ken, yeah, the yeah. Ken, yeah, the man Barbie. Man yeah. Barbie. The man Barbie, yeah. Yeah, the man Barbie that had the wrong parts. Every time I remember my sister, I was real little going, uh, that's not really right down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever, yeah, not, never mind, TMI, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, since you've done this before, I would love, and we'll start with uh, Andy here. Uh, 2024 is the 40th year, if I've got it right, the Alcan 5000 rally. So they've been doing this a little while. They do summers and winters, I believe. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So this one, since you've, you're going to get into the third one, what is it about this event First of all, what, that you like so much. What's so exciting? I mean, it sounds crazy to me, but it sounds pretty exciting too. You know, it, it's interesting. There's there's a few things I think that people do that just kind of get into your blood. Mm-hmm. And when we did the 2020 Alcan 5000, which was a winter rally, they alternate it every two years, like a summer and a winter like the Olympics. It was just unbelievable. It, it combined a love of cars and a love of competition and a love of travel and the ability to do it with my wife and adventure. It was epic. This it was just unbelievable. Like you sort of, it's one of these experiences where you sort of have to go, am I really doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. are we really, are we really in Tuktoyaktuk on the Arctic ocean in February at 36 below zero? Right. Or driving the ice roads of ice road truckers fame up in Klavik yeah. or like, I mean, like that. This is like incredible, and so those experiences and and the countless stories and and whatnot, and the amazing camaraderie of the Alcan Five Thousand. You're doing this with other fringe lunatics, and <laughs> nice. uh, it was just incredible. And the summer one was a lot of fun too. The winter one is just that much more adventurous because <laughs> of the, uh, I, I suppose, because of the, the a little added danger. And but not only that, but it's such an amazing landscape in the winter time. You know. We all know what dirt and trees and stuff look like in the summertime, which is beautiful in its own right, don't get me wrong. But there's something about that area of far northern Canada in the winter that is just unbelievable. I mean, it's 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 otherworldly. Yeah, stunning. So, Mercedes, this is a 10-day track adventure, right? It is. So the Alcan 5000 Rally has a specific numeric in its name for a reason. It's over 5,000 miles. Wow. <laughs> if you think about it. 10 days, just think about it for a second, 10 days, over 5,000 miles, especially in the winter, there could be blizzards, there could be, you know, whiteout conditions, we've driven through it all that, you know, landslides. highways can, yeah, landslides, um, highways can be shut down, I and mean, we've, we've experienced all of it. And you have to make a lot of miles. So typically, in the day of the life of the Alcan for this rally, you have AM time speed distance competitions that can last anywhere from, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half or so. And then you'll have severely long uh, transit times um, or transit sections that can be upwards to maybe 750, 780 miles long oh my God. to get you to where you need to go for the next leg. 
And that next leg might be the motel room that next, you know, that night, or it might be to an afternoon time speed distance rally where you have to make your perfect time out. If you miss your time, you're late or you're, you know, if you're early, you just wait. But if you're late, because if you sailed yourself off to the ditch, you know, and you have to, you know, fix broken parts or whatever, it's all part of the game. My gosh, I can't even imagine. Sounds absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're going, Mercedes, as you both are doing this, are you guys swapping driving, I assume? No, actually, um, Andy's an excellent driver. I, you know, whenever I, I partner with other people, I'm typically the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever Andy and I partner with our, uh, with each other for rallies, he's always the driver and I'm the navigator. I'm in a sense switching desks or <laughs> sides of the seat desk, so yeah. with other people. Um, but whenever we partner together, we're, you know, he's always the driver cause he's, he's just an excellent driver, especially when it comes to challenging terrain and snow and ice and things like that. And I'm just fully confident and feel very, very safe when he's Ooh, behind the wheel. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, you know, we both grew up in the Midwest, but he's just really, really good. And you put him in any kind of car, especially with the Ineos Grenadier, he's not driven it yet. I've driven many different iterations of it so far, but he's not driven it yet. I'm really excited for him to get behind the wheel of that one. But myself as a co-driver, uh, it's very different. And so I'm excited to, to be a part of it again. Wow. Well, let's talk a little bit about this vehicle because it looks really cool and it's a new innovative vehicle. So I'll start with you, Andy. What is the car? Give us a little bit of history. What is it all about? What's the power behind the thing? How is it built for this kind of adventure? Because it looks like a looks like a tank. I mean, it's yeah, it's very robust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the vehicle does look a bit like a like a, uh, a an old Defender, uh, like right. a, a Defender One Ten, and it's kind of built in the spirit of that. Where Sir Jim Ratcliffe, the owner of Ineos, wanted to basically make a new one because. Land Rover had decided to go a different route, which is fine. And so uh, so he did. So he built this vehicle. It's a body-on-frame vehicle, solid front and rear axles. So very robust, locking front, center, and rear differentials, uh, two-speed transfer case. It's, it's actually powered by a BMW engine. It's powered by a uh, straight-six uh, single-turbo uh, engine. Oh, wow. It's an engine that is already in use in... A varieties of a variety of BMW cars even sold here, and including the two, uh, also the Toyota Supra. So it's the engine that's in the Toyota Supra. So it's a three-liter um, turbo engine, and it's just retuned a little bit differently yeah, for the Grenadier. Right, exactly. So it's got good power. It's built very solidly. You know, it's got those solid front and rear axles, which are super stout. Ten and a half, in, almost ten and a half inches of ground clearance. It's really well suited for harsh conditions. Ineos has done millions of miles. 1.1 million of overall oh, testing. I see. Okay. But a lot of it has been cold weather testing in um, like the Scandinavian Arctic and things right. like that. But overall, like in Death Valley and all sorts of right. severe terrain and all that type of stuff collectively has been 1.1 million miles. So it, it is designed for harsh use. This isn't like a cream puff luxury SUV. This is, it really is, uh, like you had mentioned, it is a workhorse. It's a uh, it's got all kinds of tie-down points, all kinds of electrical uh, accessory points. It's a, it's a neat, neat vehicle. One of the main differentiating factors is that Ineos says this vehicle is, they pride themselves to have it be mechanically 
robust, but technological wherever it's necessary, but mechanical wherever they can have it be. So they tried to really lessen the amount of ECUs in the vehicle so that it could be field fixable moreover than, let's say, a modern day Land Rover or modern day, a lot of other vehicles that all of a sudden get thrown in limp mode because some little something decides to go out and you're One stuck. of the 300 ECUs on the vehicle <laughs> right. is, is, I think, I can't remember what the number of, it's like 36 ECUs compared to like 300. Know. It's amazing. It's insane. But I mean, so they want to lessen the chance of major issues going out if you're in the middle of Africa, if you're in the middle of the Arctic or something like that. So that's one of the cool points that I think um, about this vehicle. It sets itself apart from, from a lot of the others. Oh, sure. And Mercedes, you were one of the first people from this side of the planet uh, to go drive. Didn't you go to France? Uh, Hambach? Is that Hambach? Yeah, Hambach. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, yeah, you did your homework. <laughs> I tried. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually was. I, I, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was close to two years ago or something now. They uh, asked me to drive them off-road, the early-stage prototype. So it was a PTO2 prototype, the diesel. And they had one petrol version, a left-hand drive there, oh. that they had me drive. And uh, and I at that time, I didn't realize that I was the only one, I think the only journalist on this whole side of the world that they had invited to go over there. Oh, so. Wow. I didn't know until afterwards. So it was really humbling that they asked me to go. And when I was there, it was pretty funny. They said, Mercedes, you and this one. And so they pointed out right away. And I didn't realize, but that was the only petrol one they had. Everything else was diesel. Oh. And But I had enough time because I stayed a little bit later. I had to stay another day because I had to fly the whole entire uh, the pond back. Yep. So I stayed a little later. And so I said, hey, could I drive one of the diesels? Because I knew we weren't going to get it. I was begging for them to send it. Of course, they'd never do it. But uh, they let me do it. And then I hopped in. And it was at that second that I realized, oh, they have left-hand and right-hand drive here. So I didn't realize that they had both sides sure. to drive. And since Andy and I have three right-hand drive diesels sitting at home or right-hand drive, you know, four by four sitting at home, I'm used to driving both. It's, it's agnostic. Oh, good. Me. I can do both. So I hop in and then it was just until then at that moment, I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm sitting on the other side. For me, it's second nature. But then I thought it was pretty cool. I got to drive left-hand drive petrols and then right-hand drive diesels when I was over there in France. So you're an ambidextrous so. off-roader. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right. Especially with a stick shift now too. So, um, and then, yeah. And then last, uh, in 2023, uh, they had me out in Scotland too, to the global launch, the global media launch to drive their production ready units. So then of course I was um, fortunate enough to drive both petrol and diesels again, their field masters and trial masters. So my understanding is they're just now taking reservations here in the U.S. so people can order these things. They've they're, actually uh, begun deliveries. Uh, oh, they we have? have? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, we have an Ineos dealer here in the Portland metro area, Ron Tonka Gran Turismo. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know that dealer, yeah. I had uh, Sherry Harbour DeVos, who's their marketing manager, as a guest about, I think it was 2021. Yeah, yes. so they're also an Ineos dealer. And uh, we were actually down there last weekend. They let us uh, kind of have a measuring session. So we measured out the interior to make sure that the gear that we were going to bring would fit in the totes that we intended to. Also, just to get a little bit more familiarized with the vehicle. They have a really cool demo unit, which is one of their uh, trial master uh, models. And they've been great. And they said, you know, when you if you need to come down again, which we do to measure some additional things and figure out. Again, for me, I need to figure out the communications because we need to have emergency radio. We need to have our buddy car radios. I need to figure out navigational wise, you know, will my map board fit? Where will this need to go? Blah, blah, blah. Andy gets to drive. I get to figure out all the rest of the stuff. Logistics. So there's a lot we need to kind of figure out. And we don't have 
our vehicle yet. So they've been very kind to say, hey, come on down, you know, just let us know you're down at any point. So um, Ron Tonkin, um, Gran Turismo, thanks so much. It's It's been great. They've been great so far. Great place. Iconic place for sure. Yes, yes. You guys did a little test run here. I understand it was 2022 in the Subaru Outback. Did that, That's right. So we did the 2022 <laughs> Alcan 5000, which was a summer rally uh, with Subaru of America and Subaru Motorsports. Uh, in an Alca, in a uh, excuse me, an outback wilderness. So that was a, a really great event as well. That was a, a perfect car for that rally. Too, mm-hmm. it was comfortable, powerful, had ground clearance, which are the three for me the three essential Alcan things. So the summer one is so different than the winter one. But we saw incredible amount of bugs. We saw tons <laughs> of bears. We saw all kinds of wildlife, and then uh, we did uh, fifteen hundred miles of gravel. Of the of the five thousand fifteen hundred miles is is gravel and off road. So yeah, and the Alcan five thousand rally has what they call optional extreme controls. And if you like Andy uh, said earlier, if you're a fringe lunatic, you know that's one thing. But if you're a really crazy fringe lunatic, which we are, you can do all of these optional extreme controls, and that can garner you a few additional awards. For instance, one of them is an Arctic award, which we've gotten both in 2020 as privateers with our Mitsubishi Pajero diesel that we drove, our right-hand drive diesel. And then in 2022, when we did with uh, Subaru of America, the other one was we did all of the gravel optional stuff with Subaru of America with the Outback Wilderness. And that was a new award that they coined, and it was the Gravel Travel Award. which Gravel is really- Travel. <laughs> yeah, Gravel Travel. And if you see any of the articles that Andy and I have written, actually, Alcan5000, so A-L-C-A-N-5000.com, you'll see anything that has Andy or Mercedes Lilienthal listed. That's kind of their media page right there on the homepage. You'll see photos of that car, and it is literally caked on like concrete of dirt. It's not like normal dirt that you could even hose off if you wanted to. You literally, it's like stuck on there like, like concrete, like it's clay. Crazy. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's like it's like hardened clay. It's like the uh, they call in the Midwest caliche uh, clay. Hmm. You know, I remember my grandfather in Texas. The bar ditches, they had this stuff that just was like, yeah, stick and dry hard like concrete, very sticky right. stuff. Yeah, you don't want to get stuck in it. So, tell us a little bit about. What all do you take in your vehicle? Because I know you have contacts. And so if there's a problem or something happens, you know, a giant moose runs out in front of you and throws a sucker punch. What do you put in the vehicle or what do you take with you when you're doing these long daily drives? Obviously, liquids, food, <laughs> that kind of thing. What else is packed into this deal? Yeah. So having both grown up in in the Midwest where it regularly goes below zero, we had some idea of the things to bring. So Obviously, you want to have plenty of warm clothing. My father, my late father used to tell me as a kid, you know, you need to dress on these cold, cold days. You have to dress like you got to walk out of it or that you have to sleep in the car. And so, uh, you know, we've got Arctic down jackets, insulated pants, Arctic boots, all the all those things. We've got a first aid kit. Obviously, Uh, we carry, like you said, food, plenty of water. We'll have recovery, uh, vehicle recovery things. So uh, we'll have tow strap. We'll have a kinetic recovery strap from Fact 55. Uh, we'll have uh, legitimate recovery points on the vehicle. Uh, those are going to come with the vehicle generally. And then you're also bringing, uh, oh, I don't know. We brought a, for example, we brought a bunch of dehydrated food just in case. 
Uh, we brought a diesel-powered camp stove just in case in 2020. Uh, thank God we didn't have to use it because I don't. I, getting it started would have taken probably longer than we would have survived. Yeah. So, but we ate a lot of the food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we ate a lot of the food. So. You know, we also in 2020, we brought a lot of spare parts because we were in a weird, rare vehicle. So we brought spare thermostats and spare belts, uh, belts and, and, and CV repair. Yeah, he- spare headlamps and, and that headlights and stuff. This year, we were not going to have to do much most of that because it's a brand new vehicle. Um, I didn't, for example, have to completely rebuild the suspension system on this any of us before <laughs> leaving like I did in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but we hope there aren't going to be any problems. I mean, it's a new vehicle and they, you know, it's, it's yeah. it, there shouldn't be any issues. Yeah. So. Touch wood, as they say over in Great Britain, you know. Yes. Careful. Right. Now, this may be a silly question. How do you deal with having to go to the bathroom? Do you just pull over? Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no, am I getting too personal here? But, no, you know, I, I was, no, no, when, no. You, when you see these races, rallies, you know, it's like, what if it's like it's like a fighter jet pilot. My next door neighbor is a fighter jet pilot. Like, what yeah. do you do? And he goes, well, we got this thing here. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so, a good question. It's yeah, it's a legitimate question. So the way this rally is structured is you have the competitions generally in the morning and at night. And the time in between those competitions is this is what they call a transit. So they always, Jerry Hines, the organizer, always says, don't lollygag, right? So it doesn't mean you can't stop to refuel or to go to the bathroom or, or to grab a soda or something like that. But Not like there's many places to do that. But it's, right. not, <laughs> it's not advised to say, have a sit down lunch in a, you know, a nice hotel somewhere because you're not going to have time. So there is time to stop and go to the bathroom. As long, I mean, uh, you know, guys have it a little easier if you're in the wilderness, but let's just put it that way. Look out but for can, bears. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, being a woman or, you know, if you have to go and if you really have to go, you know, there there are sometimes a great many while um, outhouses and they may or may not be opened. Uh, we found one or two that are open. If you have that photo, you should bring it up. I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. But most of the times they're locked or most of the times you just have to go in the middle of nowhere. So you just go and you just go quickly because right. you don't want to, you know, freeze your tush off. But and if it's number two, you know, have wag bag, you know, pack it in, pack it out and be responsible. Yeah. Fun fact to the there is an outhouse at the Arctic Circle on the Dempster Highway going to Inuvik. And it is open year round, um, although it's a. Uh, there was a snowdrift about four feet high in it, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be got to be ready. But we both used it, and I suggest this might be TMI, but hover, don't sit. Hover, yeah, <laughs> you might freeze to it. What's yes, that that yep. uh, Christmas story? The kid's tongue yeah. stuck to the pole. Yeah, you don't want your tushy stuck to a seat. No, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what's the biggest challenge? I mean, there's so many challenges with this. I, I'm just imagining, but you've done it before. What's the number one biggest challenge you have to be careful about? Well, I I think. <laughs> well, I think that for for me, I think it's I think it's the 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 this how do I say Set it out? Yeah, I think it's <laughs> just the driving aspect of it. Once you get north of oh, I don't know, Prince George, British Columbia, and depending on the weather, you may never see bare pavement for the rest of the rally. And to be able to complete the amount of miles that you have to to, to complete in the recommended time or the time you have to learn how to drive highway speeds on snow and ice. You Mm -hmm. just do. And again, we grew up in the Midwest. I have no problem driving in snow and ice. And you know, I'd be going 60 miles an hour or a hundred mile, hundred kilometers an hour. And I mean, 
some people would go past me at 75, 80 miles an hour on, I mean, it's, it's a sheet of ice. So, but they groove it up there, but they, they groom it and, and which is great, but it's this idea that like, you know, you gotta be careful. You, you have to be careful. We, you know, there's so many things that can potentially go wrong. You can come into a corner too fast. Mm-hmm. There can be a, a moose. There no, can be a traffic. A wolf. A wolf. A wolf. Yeah. We did encounter oh, a wolf. We almost hit a wolf. We all, literally yeah. almost hit a wolf. We missed him, thankfully. So, thank God. So it's this, and then you've got to do this for sometimes like 16 hours a day. And so it's yeah. this, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll drink like, you know, soda or whatnot. But when you drink soda, you have to go to the bathroom all the time. So we actually have this um, stuff called run gum. It was designed for marathon runners. It's caffeinated gum. It's an Olympian that's like that- a, coined it yeah, it's, like a, it. oh, it's like a chewing gum okay, so yeah. it doesn't add the extra water and so it's good it's like the equivalent of drinking two cups of coffee or something like but that But you're lucky you can have it i can't have caffeine yeah she can't do it, but <laughs> oh, so, okay yeah so anyway. i i'm i'm a whole nother level of yeah. i i just don't have caffeine at least he as a driver can have caffeine but i just have effects that you know yeah no that you doesn't settle well with you for me, it's just it starts being the sleep deprivation and the exhaustion. Since I'm the navigator, um, the root book is like a half inch thick, and making sure that I'm not looking accidentally on the wrong line and telling him to go in the wrong direction, or you know, you know, if the odometer reading because it'll it'll say like at point two five miles turn right on Smith Street, then go left at point six nine miles. Da 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 da. That's the transit part of it. But when you're doing a time speed distance rally, it's all precision based. So it's not a go fast, go long, go hard type of a a competition. It's all about accuracy. And what a lot of people might not understand is Andy has to listen to me. Yeah. More yeah. than usual. More than usual. Yeah, yeah, well, be the good husband. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's a great husband. I love him to death. He's a great husband. But A, listen to me. But B, there's a lot of directions that I have flying to him. And I try to keep things super simplified, but there's a lot coming at him because not only do I have to tell him oddball speeds to go, there are incremental um, mileage odometers that I have to tell him. And then there's um, like turn left, turn right, slow down, stop here, what, you know, whatever. So there's, and it's constant. It's like bam, 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 you know. And so his brain is going while he has to look out for moose, road conditions, slowing down, stopping. Traffic. You know, traffic. Yeah. 0.25, slow down to 25 miles an hour, increase speed to 37 miles per hour. Oh, and then mind you, we have to all do this within certain specific time points down to the hundredths of a second now you're getting the full picture of all the lunacy that we have. Right. And uh, that's not the lunacy. Yeah. It's just and after that, it's a challenge. And after that, drive 600 miles. And then after so. that, yeah, 789 miles. How about that? Oh, my God. Well, see, this is why my son and I had a little bit of a challenge. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I also was in Germany once and I got invited to do a photo rally. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got teamed up with an expat retired general in his brand new Porsche Turbo. Wow. And I thought, this is cool. I didn't understand how the directions read. So we got completely off track at the very beginning. He was driving and on top of it, we left off. I said, how long have you had your turbo? And he said, Oh, I just got it a month ago. I said, Oh wow. And he goes, yeah, I had another one, but I crashed on the Autobahn and rolled it into a ball. And I looked over and I went, could I get out now? (laughs) But he, he said, no, it wasn't my fault. He said, a Fox ran out in front of me. And when you're going 145 miles an hour, you don't swerve. You just hold on. 
and because the fox went under the car and lifted it just a little bit. Oh, shit. Lo- yeah, lost contact, went off the road, rolled the car. He goes, hey, the car saved me. I got a little roughed up, but the car was a complete total loss. But oh. um, he goes, that's why I have a new car. And I said, well, let's not hit any foxes, okay? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that's an incredible story. Well, again, with what you're doing, you're out in the wilderness with some big animals. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yes. That, you know, I mean, we all see deers do silly things. They stand there until you get right there, and then they run right into you. So, you know, you just never know. But uh, yeah. Wow. Well, this is going to be an absolutely spectacular journey. Can people follow along in some way during the event? Is, there, is it like the Ironman competition my son-in-law does where you can actually track where he is in the competition? Yeah. So we all are required to have a GPS tracking unit on us really for safety. Just make sure they know where we all are. But the easiest way for people to follow along is to, for example, to follow us on our social media, Crankshaft Culture. Uh, so that's on Facebook and Instagram. We'll do some YouTube stuff as, as well, and maybe even some X. Or- what we'll do is I will be posting on Crankshaft Culture on social. There is going to be a link once we get closer of following along on a map. It will be live tracking, so you can see everybody's actual rally number Oh. And I think right now we're 15, car 15, but that may change due to if somebody drops out and this and this. So numbers haven't been um, determined yet. There's um, usually about 40 cars. Yeah, it's usually 40, 42, some, some odd cars in the winter. It's only cars. In the summer, it can be, you know, motorcycles too. But anyways, you can actually follow them along and see everybody as they trot oh, along nice. the map. Okay. So that's really, really cool to see. That has not been set up yet, but that will be something. We'll post that link when it gets closer. Okay, I'll make sure I put that on your show notes page. And this starts, now today's the 22nd, so this starts on the 21st of February? Yes. That's so, correct, yes. That's, okay, that's the long. In Kirkland, Washington. There you, oh, cool. Okay, just up the road from me. I'll come up and wave a flag for you. Cool. That'd be awesome. I, I'll dress in my best bear costume. <laughs> Run out in front of you so you can practice dodging bears, right? Yeah, so right. now you guys have so far in how you do a lot of this is sponsors and you've got some great sponsors. Can we throw a shout out to the sponsors you guys have right now with your part of your team? Yeah, absolutely. So of course we've got, uh, Ineos automotive, which is pro- they're providing the vehicle, uh, which we're super stoked about. Fantastic. We're also working with Michelin. Oh, great. so Michelin, the only tires I buy. <laughs> yeah, yes. so Michelin is uh, <laughs> supplying uh, some Excise tires. Uh, the Grenadier Trialmaster comes with BF Goodrich KO2s, which are a three-peak snowflake-rated car, our tire. But uh, and we run those on a couple of our personal vehicles. But for the winter, we really wanted a, a bona fide snow tire. So Michelin is uh, is doing that uh, for us. We're also working with, and this may sound a little ironic to you, but we're actually partnering with AO Coolers. Uh, who are they're going to supply us uh, uh, a couple of uh, bags and whatnot? And you, you might find that like you're going to the Arctic and you're bringing a cooler. Like really, well, the inside well, of the car is going to be warm. So exactly, right, exactly, exactly. We also may be able to use some of those coolers for gear that we don't want to become very cold. Right, or keep things at a constant temperature. And they also do have a variety of drinkware and things like that that we could keep, you know, that are double-walled and whatnot. So um, we're talking with them to see what kind of gear that we might be able to have to to help keep us and keep our gear uh, in better condition. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned Michelin. Um, I've always just bought Michelin tires. I love them for sports cars. Um, yes. My wife has a X5 BMW. And last year, I had Blizzax before, but I switched to the new Cross Climate 2 that they sell. Yes. Which is a really new 
innovative tire. I had a, a rep from Michelin on the show and he talked about it when it came out and we went out and bought them. And for the few times where I live here, just north of you up here in Gig Harbor, uh, mm-hmm. we live on a steep hill. So if it gets icy and it, if there was moisture today, it would be a problem because it's very cold today, but the sun's out. So that's good. Um, that tire is such an interesting looking pattern, but the ones you're running are going to be serious, serious snow, ice type biting tires, I call them. Yes, and we're actually opting to go studless this year. In 2020, we went with studded tires. Yeah. This year, we're going to go with uh, without studs and see how that goes. Okay. Well, one stud in the car that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> Why, thank you. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch, Andy. Oh, man, them's fighting words. Well, you guys are off on a great adventure, and I'm so happy that you took a little pit stop here in your preparations to spend it with uh, the Cargia audience. I mean, this sounds so exciting, amazing. My hat's off to you for what you guys are doing and what you've done and the fact, hey, you're still married. So that's a testament to the (laughs) the strength of your marriage of going on an adventure like this. 20 years this year, actually. Yeah, 20 years in July 17th. Congratulations. That's really, really cool. Well, I'm glad you're back. I will be following along with you guys, wishing you good health and safety and all that fun stuff. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this. And uh, we'll touch base as you get a little bit closer. And I'll make sure I put some notifications out there as we close in on February 21st, which is not that far away. So no, don't remind me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) you've got a a few things to do. Well, Mercedes, thanks for being a a two time, not a two timer, but a two time guest (laughs) here here on. Yeah, I was that fun with that here on Cars. And Andy, it's good to have you on as a first timer uh, as well. And uh, maybe we have you come back and talk about the adventure when you're done. But we love it until you and I talk again. We'll see you somewhere in the Arctic. Awesome. Thank you so much. Love to be on the show. Thank you. This was fun. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships, technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.